Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Okay, we talked about what I'm watching. Uh, I, I, I love my range is far. Entourage is my favorite. I think they started me in binge-watching shows. Uh, but I'm a succession guy. I like Donovan, Breaking Bad, uh, but I go as far as I like Shameless, too. So I like stuff yeah. like that. What are you watching? You know, uh, it's funny because some article came out yesterday from this, this hack writer. He said basically uh, Succession and Entourage are the same show, which some of the things about that I find very funny because Succession, which I love, is uh, probably the one thing I'm watching right now. I, I, I watch a lot more documentaries now than scripted television but um succession is amazing but this whole san francisco writer wrote about how similar the the shows are um in terms of this group of kind of misfits that's put together with all this money and blah 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 and uh one of our executive you know one of my favorite directors from entourage who was also executive producer of shameless who's a brilliant guy mark mylot he's executive pro- producer of succession and when i watch succession i do see some things that i i find somewhat funny and similar the way logan roy talks compared to the way ari gold talks which uh you know for whatever reason you know logan gets to talk like that and people right. are, are are okay with it now uh you know because they're far more vulgar on succession than they ever were on entourage by the way and every character is there's not like a single one who doesn't uh, jump into it but Succession's probably my favorite show right now um white lotus before that oh white uh, lotus is good I'm trying to think what else, uh, what others, the bear was very good. I watched, um, you know, a couple of months ago. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but you should check that out. I, I haven't like seen it. the bear. I haven't yeah, seen you, the bear. Yeah, you would, you would like that for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a FX show. The guy from Shameless, um, who's awesome, unbelievable, this kid, is, is the lead of it. And he's running a restaurant in Chicago, but it's half hour, very kind of intense, cool set in Chicago. It's a great show. Um, I don't know what else. That's that's kind of it. I'm watching lots of sports documentaries. That's what I focus on, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, no, I see what you're saying a little bit. with, the, But I never really think Succession and Entourage, they're different entities to me. I think more Succession's more – I watched for a little bit, but I kind of got phased out of it. I watched Billions for a while, and that was kind of more Succession to me. I don't know. But Succession's pissing me off because it's like we get to a point where can we have one line? Can we have an exchange where we don't have to throw a zinger in there or to be sarcastic? So me and my buddies are talking about it. I'm like, I'm sick of the sarcasm. I'm sick of every line. Like once in a while, just be a serious person. Yeah. But but that's that's kind of the the road they've gone down. And you know it's what? still a, a lot, great show. I just I have a lot I'm of taking a timeout. But I have a lot of friends who do say that. But did, but this season four. Because yeah. I actually, they kind of lost me in season three. Got a little boring for me and repetitive. Right. Season four, there were three episodes. Did you see it or no? I am. See, that's what I tell the audience when we're talking about succession. Because you can't give away the big one. But I, I'm on like uh, episode. Yeah, I'm I'm one behind. So I'm not up to date right now. So I thought there were two or three episodes this season that were all-time great episodes of television but but i agree with you sometimes it just becomes you feel the writing you know you feel it yeah you know um do you have a tough time watching other shows without being critical 
Like no, be with it now. No, if I if I like a show, I fall right into it, and I don't think about all the things. If I don't like a show, then I do get critical. But you know, I've had that my whole life. When I was a kid, I was just I was I like what I like. Doesn't mean I'm right, but my friends always used to say, "Oh, you're so critical. You're so this." Very few things really capture me where I'm immersed in it, and I completely forget I'm watching a TV show. When it does do that. You know, that's the best stuff to me, you know, and that's why I say that the couple of episodes of Succession this year, I'm not thinking about writing. I'm not thinking about directing. I am just immersed in, in, a, in a, you know, in a show as if I'm with these characters. And that's when the best thing is that doesn't happen to me often. I mean, you talked about, you know, I mean, MASH, uh, you know, like classic television that I grew up yeah. on. I don't find a lot of that stuff. Uh, today that captivates me the way the shows back then did. I just think, you know, Larry Gelbart was was one of the main writers on the television show MASH. And, uh, you know, that's a show where the sarcasm is obviously there, but it still was just perfection. And everybody mm -hmm. just seemed to always have a purpose and always a reason behind what they were saying, you know. Um, so there's not a lot of shows nowadays that that capture me like that. So. Uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier and before I get, let you get out of here, uh, we talk about it, the critics in our industry, you have critics, you have guys that review your movies. You've mentioned an Ebert type. Yeah. Um, we, I have sports writers that, that the only difference is sports writers got to deal with me. I mean, the guys, the beat writers, if they write something and I had a good relationship for the most part, I, I had that attitude as a player was I get paid a lot of money. To yeah. do a show, I know what I signed up for to do a role. And if I'm not doing my job, I need to answer to the press one way or the other because, yeah. It, and I took that attitude. It wasn't always fun, but it's like good, bad, and different. I'm going to be there and I'm going to answer the bell because these guys, th sometimes after a long game, they don't want to come down and ask me this stupid question. Yeah. But it's their job. Yeah. So for the most part, over my career, I was treated pretty damn fair by the press, maybe yeah. because I made myself available and, you know, maybe sometimes when they should just write, you know, in New York, I didn't play in New York. So I didn't have to deal with those headlines where they just flat out say blank sucks. You yeah. know, they're, they're a little nicer at other parts of the country about yeah. it, but, but maybe I got a little bit of that. Cause I, you know, I ingratiated myself a little bit with the press by far, not a kiss ass, Yeah, but at the same time, professionally, let's, we got to do this together. So we might, might as well make it as friendly as possible. Um, how'd you deal with critics press? How do you deal with to this day? You're still dealing with well, it. Well, well, the world has changed as you know. So, you know, again, sports writers, one thing, and to write a guy didn't play very well. If you get upset about that, you know, you're kind of oversensitive, but if they take personal attacks on you and say, you know, Oh, Brett Boone is lazy. Brett Boone doesn't work right. hard. Brett Boone doesn't. Those are things that that cross the line. And the beauty of the world today is I love having my podcast because I can respond to these people. You know what I mean? And I can say what I want about them. If they want to get personal about me. That's why I say when there were things about, you know, misogyny, homophobia, racism, I, I, that aggravates me. And I, I'm not going to let somebody just say that. I'm going to use my platform to speak it. And, you know, that's the amazing thing about the sports world today. We see Kevin Durant. He doesn't take shit from anyone, not even right. Charles Barkley. It's like he will come out and you couldn't do that back then. You were kind of a little bit at the mercy of these writers and you wanted to be on their side. But again, I'm 
it's not that I'm I'm not for fair criticism. I just don't care about it. I find it a lazy form of, of, of life to be a critic. And that's not very different than a sports writer. Sports writer, you're, you're analyzing a game. You're giving it what it is. But when you bring your biases and your opinions to a piece of art and you're so forcefully sure this stinks, this is terrible, this right. is that. Um, you know, and again, it's not that I don't, I don't do the same thing, but you're you're affecting people's or trying to especially back then affect their livelihoods you're affecting like their their ability to go out and make a living um so you can make your little shitty living so i'm not a fan of them and uh you know and that's not to say that some sports some sports writers have been absolutely fantastic and i think they've been integral in building up those sports now but now the world's different draymond green gets on his podcast five minutes after the game and <laughs> he can kick someone in the stomach and the sports writers can say all they want about him, but he's going to come on and, and say exactly what he wants to say. And he's going to criticize those writers too. So now they realize they're in the public uh, arena as well and they're fair game. So I, I like that it's balancing out now, you know? Yeah, I do too. And, and you're right. It, you, you hit on a few things. Uh, lazy. Yeah. It, you're like, this is kind of a lazy job to do this and just pick on these words and you get these words and oh, it, it clickbait. And, and it is, there's so much yeah. be, oh, I, I could go, you know, because I don't want to get into it, I could go so deep in it. It, yeah. it drives me well, crazy. But, but that's and, I think, and I think it drives a lot of people crazy. When, when critics would say, you know, something about, oh, it looks like they're, they're just waltzing through it. I busted my ass every day, whether people like the yeah. show or not. 24 seven. I was thinking about that show, how to make it better, what I could do, what or not. And, you know, sometimes you fail, sometimes you succeed, but um, to let some hack writer fucking sit there and tell me like <laughs> I'm lazy or I'm this while he, right. while he does nothing but watch shows and, and write about them, you know, is, uh, right. is frustrating. So. Right. The, the answer is, you know, you re your job is to report on my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, know that you know and, and yeah. the guy it's funny that guy who and i'm sure you've dealt with this in your career but that guy who wrote that succession and entourage article like i hated the article when i read it i was like what a fucking hack but i looked up who it was and i realized it was this guy which i haven't dealt with a lot of this because i'm not a celebrity but when we when the movie was coming out we sat down with this writer in austin and he's this hack from san francisco and and when I tell you I'm an authentic, genuine person, I treat you well and I'm not fucking bullshitting. But we sat with this guy for two days. I talked to him about his wife's career. I talked to him about this and like thought I had some good rapport with him. And like I said, the culture was changing. And when this guy wrote his article for GQ, it was 100 percent clear that he walked into that that entire process going, I'm going to destroy these people. And I'm going to write and, you know, bros. And I'm not a bro. I've been fucking, I've been a bra, bra. You know, I've been a, I've been a homebody focused on my children for yeah. their entire lives. And they know it. So when you have some guy who, who clearly has an agenda and is trying to get something to help his career out, those things frustrate me, you know? Right. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, talk about your, your podcast, Victory and, uh, Tell me about Ramble On. Is there a, is there a pilot? What? Just yeah, so, kind of up to date me on that. 
so so victory the podcast i do with dylan and Connolly, you know who's eating drama on entourage and we we do everything from uh you know talk about entourage to any anything else in our careers to having sports figures on we've had julius randall and dk metcalf we've got mark cuban andrew whitworth um and others so th- that's a fun thing ramble on is a tv show that i uh which you know is very rare in this business i'm not sure who, who if anyone has done it but we went out and made our own tv show spec pilot uh, Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen, Kevin Dillon, Kevin Connolly, Kamiko Glenn, Jamie Lynn Siegler, Mark Cuban. Um, and we went and raised the money, did it ourselves. And then I do a podcast which talks about <clears throat> the behind the scenes of that whole process and trying to get that show done, trying to shoot it, write it, all of that, and then trying to sell it. And uh, right now we're in the selling process, which, you know, if, if you know what's going on in Hollywood, the whole town is shut down because there's a writer's strike that started on Friday. So we have our show at Netflix, at Amazon, at Apple. And right now, honestly, which they may hate it. I don't think so because I think we have a great show. But um, I can't even talk to them. That literally cannot speak to them. They could have seen it last week and thought it's the best show they've ever seen. And we're not even allowed to speak. Um, so uh, all of that we talk about on this podcast. And we go into very deep dive details about what it is like to go, you know, put your money on the line and then and, and do it yourself and see what happens. So, very cool. Well, Doug Allen, this, this has been a pleasure. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Absolutely. You know, very, very cool. I wish you all the best with, with Ramble On. I'll be checking out your Victory podcast and all the best. And, and congratulations on, on the new baby. Uh, Thank very you. awesome. It's keeping you busy. Hopefully that, that strike ends or for me, what do I care? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I appreciate it. And for all you out there that have listened to the Boone podcast, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 2400 sports is an odyssey company.